Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We want to read Deuteronomy chapter 6. We've been reading Deuteronomy, and last time we read chapter 5. And that was kind of a recounting of the Ten Commandments in general. And now we're ready to read Deuteronomy chapter 6. I am reading from the Amplified Bible. Now this is the command, the statutes and the judgments, precepts, which the Lord your God has commanded me to teach you, so that you might do, follow, obey them in the land which you are crossing over, the Jordan, to possess, so that you and your son and your grandson may fear and worship the Lord your God with all-filled reverence and profound respect, to keep and actively do all his statutes and his commandments, which I am commanding you, all the days of your life, so that your days may be prolonged. Therefore, listen, O Israel, and be careful to do them, that it may go well with you, and that you may increase greatly in numbers, as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you, in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one, the only God. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind, and with all your soul and with all your strength, your entire being. These words which I am commanding you today shall be written on your heart and mind. You shall Teach them diligently to your children, impressing God's precepts on their minds and penetrating their hearts with His truth, and shall speak of them when you sit in your house and when you walk on the road and when you lie down and when you get up. And you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, forearm, And they shall be used as bands, frontals, frontlets. On your forehead, you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. If we notice, basically what he's teaching us here in these verses like 6 through 9, he's stressing how important the Word of God is and how we need to keep that in front of us. We need to talk about it. We need to look at it read it, understand it, you know, talking about binding it on your hand or it says forearm. I'm not sure why that is, but, and um, they shall be used as bands or frontals, frontlets on your forehead. Again, stressing how important it is that you should keep God's word on your mind and in front of you. It says you shall write them on the doorposts and on your gates. And it's similar to what we do sometimes in decorations. We'll have verses up on the wall. Maybe where we come into a room or, you know, various different places that will catch your attention. So that you'll look at that verse and think about that for a moment. And just so that it will trigger your mind to pay attention to it. It's similar to that, and it's a good thing to do. It's, it's good to always have things that remind you to think of the Lord.
to think of God and to think of His Word and to study on and think about His Word so that we can understand and be prepared for whatever may be coming in our lives. I'm going to continue on. Then it shall come about when the Lord your God brings you into the land which He swore, solemnly promised to give your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with great and splendid cities which you did not build, and houses full of all good things which you did not fill, and hewn excavated cisterns, wells, which you did not dig out, and vineyards and olive trees, which you did not plant, and you eat and are full and satisfied. Then beware that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall fear only the Lord your God, and you shall serve Him with all filled reverence and profound respect, and swear oaths by His name alone. You shall not follow other gods, any of the gods of the peoples who surround you. For the Lord your God who is among you is a jealous, impassioned God, demanding what is rightfully and uniquely His. Otherwise the anger of the Lord your God will be kindled and burn against you, and he will destroy you from the face of the earth. I want us to notice that this is a warning about becoming complacent. You know, about we've got all these good things, we've got these cities, we've got these houses full of good things, we've got these wells, so we have water, we have vineyards and trees, and all these things we have and we eat, and we're full, and we're satisfied. It's a warning to us to not let our convenience, our satisfaction with things, to not cause us to forget the Lord. We should always remember where our blessings come from and why we have the blessings we have. It's because of the Lord. God gives us every good thing, and we don't want to forget Him in any instance. We always want to make sure that we remember He is our source. You know, here people find it easy. We do in this life. We find it very easy to get comfortable, to get complacent, to say, well, I've got everything I need. I don't need anything else. And then think that you don't need the Lord. To think there's not a battle coming. There's always a battle coming. There's always something in front of us that's coming. That's just the way it is. That's the way our life is. There's always something that's going to be coming up. It's not always bad either. I'm not saying that. But a lot of times, you know, as we go through our lives, we have plenty of good days, right? But ever so often, there's a bad day or there's something bad that occurs that we have to take care of. Sometimes that thing may be something that takes a while to resolve. It may take years to resolve. Depends on what it is, what the issue is, and 
and who you're dealing with, different things like that. But nonetheless, we want to make sure that we do not get complacent and think, well, you know, I've got everything I need. I'm satisfied. I'm happy. And just kind of let it go and forget God and move on to other things. That is, you know, a recipe for disaster. So we don't want to do that. We want to make sure that we remember that God is with us. Look, God who is among you. God is among us. God is within us. If we are baptized, if we are saved by the Lord, if we are reborn with Him in baptism, then we have the Spirit of God in us. He is with us. He is among us always. Going to continue on. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test as you tested Him at Massa. You shall diligently keep foremost in your thoughts and actively do the commandments of the Lord your God and His testimonies and His statutes which He has commanded you. You shall do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord, so that it may be well with you, and that you may go in and possess the good land which the Lord swore to give to your fathers, by driving out all your enemies from before you, as the Lord has spoken. Now I want to call attention to verse 18, because we're going to do right and good according to whose sight? According to the Lord's, right? Not according to my sight, not according to your sight, not according to society's ideas, but we're going to follow the Lord, our God. We're going to do what He says and tells us is right. He is our source of morality. It's important that we remember that and not forget that. Since God is our source of morality, how has He given us that morality? How has he relayed that to us? Well, it's in the Bible, right? God has given us his word. He's given us the Bible, and that's where we can find the morality he wants us to go by. So we want to remember that we want to do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord, and where we go to find out what that is, what is that morality we should be following, following that is in the Bible. So I'm going to try to finish this chapter here. When your son asks you in time to come, saying, What is the meaning of the testimonies and statutes and judgments, precepts, which the Lord our God has commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, We were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Moreover, the Lord showed great and terrible signs and wonders before our eyes against Egypt, Pharaoh, and all his household. He brought us out from there in order to bring us in to give us the land which he had sworn to give our fathers. So the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes to fear and worship the Lord our God with all filled reverence and profound respect, for our good always, and so that he might preserve us alive as it is today. It will be considered righteousness for us 
that is, right standing with God, if we are careful to observe all this commandment before the Lord our God, just as He has commanded us. So I want to point out something, something that I I try to say, and maybe it's stated better here than the way I say it. But I want you to notice here in verse 24, why does He want us to do these statutes? Why does He want us to follow Him and live according to God's morality and His rules? Well, if you'll notice in the latter half towards the end of verse 24, it's for our good always. It's just like the things you teach your child when you're teaching your child how to live and how to do things and what is right and what is proper. You're teaching them those things for their good always. And that is what this is all about. That's what the Bible is all about, is teaching us things for our good, always. Teaching us about Jesus Christ, that He came and He died for us, and that He is our Lord and our Savior, and that we can be baptized into His resurrection and be destined for heaven. It's for our good, always. It doesn't mean it's going to make Life um, peachy keen always. There's always going to be issues and troubles and things. This world has been corrupted by Satan. The uh, society and, and a lot of other things about this life have been corrupted due to that original sin back in the garden. So that's just a fact that we have to deal with. But still, following the Lord is for our good always. So I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.